And welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fourth season, we are looking at Kenneth Branagh's 2011 film, Thor. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. Once again, sans Matthew, but uh, fingers crossed he will be back with us next week once he uh, gets over his uh, bout with COVID. Today, we are talking about Minute 95, which begins with Loki swearing he'll make the Jotuns pay, and it ends with the Jotuns paying. Joining us on the show today, for the last time, sadly, this week, we have James Anderson and Colin M. Parker, hosts of the Timeline Scavengers podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. I swear to you that... Oh, sorry. This is the time for that. Thank, nope. thank you for having me. Who's paying? Not Who's paying? Right. That one. <laughs> so I, I want to um, find out from both of you, a, a lot of films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, TV properties and everything. What are your five favorite uh, MCU films and or like seasons of an individual show and what would be one of your least favorites well colin go ahead and say least favorite just right off the bat well, least favorite right off the bat is thor 2 oh oh okay for movies okay yeah for movies yeah for tv shows he's gonna say iron fist oh god yeah iron fist is so here's the thing because i have pushed it out of my memory i was like thinking oh i don't even have to think about that yeah iron fist is particularly bad um Iron Fist with just Colleen Wing as the protagonist Absolutely. would be so Misty great. Night? Yes. Incredible. Nightwing, I'm yep. telling you. Give me it. Yep. They're not going to. Um, but it's so good. But um, Iron Fist, yeah. Danny Rand in particular, uh, Finn Jones, just, yeah. Uh, bye. Yeah. Well, it got three um, seasons, so, you know. So, yeah, no, I, I yeah, those are my least favorites. Uh, it is impossible, I feel like, to pick any, like, favorite favorites because i feel like part of my top five will always be on rotation with the exception of number one uh currently now because it's just come out spider-man no way home right to the spider-man my favorite spider-man my son peter parker uh yes we are related uh canonically kevin has not signed that off but i have you paid a lot of money <laughs> i did for that, tom for that holland camera. was not yeah. happy uh he was like i don't understand why i'm legally your son now i'm like don't question Who? it yeah <laughs> i was like it's fine you can talk about it on our show um he was like okay uh but i do really love infinity war um uh, endgame i think is very good because it finishes off a lot of stories and threads but like i think that infinity war was just one of the strongest, like, altogether films that they've really put together. Um, I have a soft spot for Iron Man 1. Um, I guess just because it was the first one I ever saw, and it was, like, the thing that started it all. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier is very strong for, you know, fight sequences. Shang-Chi, beautiful. Loved Shang-Chi. Um and then Thor, Ragnarok, Black Panther. Uh, I know that's a little bit more than five, but I think that those are kind of like my current like top movies that I would probably watch over and over again kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. All right. What about you, James? All right. Let's see. For movies, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, uh, Homecoming, Thor, Ragnarok, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and then for TV shows, uh, season seven of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., of course. No, um, I'm, I'm joking, though. I have watched a lot of that. Oh, Agent Carter. Agent Carter yeah. is really, really Very good. underrated. I think Agent... Yeah. I think Daredevil, Agent Carter, oh. Jessica Jones, and 
Hellstrom. I'm joking. Um, God, yeah. It is. I was going to say The Punisher. I think yeah. a lot. The Netflix shows are very, very they good. Are. Um, Luke Cage is really, really good. Iron Fist has its moments. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think Colin yep. will agree with that. And I also really enjoyed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think that lo- I think what we've been talking about all week is longer the run and you're doing if, if you have a longer run and you're doing sure. it right. Sure. It's better. Yes. Yeah. If you're not doing it right, then whatever. But like, um, and then for least favorite, uh, Hellstrom, yeah. it was fine, but it didn't really get its feet. Um, and then for movies, I don't know. Um, I would have at one point said Thor, Thor, the dark world. It's fine. Um, it's lots in with agents of shield. Really cool. Um, Christopher Eccleston was uh, sorely underused. I felt like, cause he's such a good actor. And like, I just felt like there was not quite enough depth to what they did with him. Fair. Yeah. If you, if, if you read the searcher saga and you see what they do with Malekith, it's like, Oh, this is who that character is supposed mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. Yeah. Malekith is like huge in the books. And so like, it's, it's a shame that he's really just sort of like barely a blip. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> blip. Uh, and then very, very fast, I'll just run through this because I didn't say TV. Favorites, definitely Daredevil, like top number one for sure. I actually really enjoyed Hawkeye because it was oh, it was too. based oh, off crap. of the Matt Fraction books. And that was the first person and only person to ever make me care about Hawkeye. So really genuinely love that. WandaVision, I think, has a high spot up there because like that was, it felt groundbreaking for some reason. Um, and uh, uh, Loki. And, um, in particular episode four of Loki, uh, (laughs) you know, just, I don't know why, but yeah, really loved episode four. Uh, we had Eric Martin on our show. Eric Martin was the writer for that episode. Uh, and then I guess I, I do want to say Luke Cage, but I actually did like the defenders a lot. Um, I, I think it was, I think they needed another season to really solidify that the defenders actually was really pretty solid. Um, so yeah, happy to see Kingpin back though. Ooh, seeing Vincent D'Onofrio back in the, I mean, yeah, it's so good. He's back. James believes that he's gone, but he's back. No, 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 no. He'll be back. James, if you don't see the body, there's no way to tell. That's, that's, there's a whole show with Echo. Yeah, exactly. We didn't see Garrett or uh, Cole ever again. They're, they're going to be part of the, se- they're, they'll be in, that, Cole, in the show. Kingpin yeah. is just that's Garrett right. and Cole in, in a big <laughs> suit. Yeah. <laughs> Two agents, one kingpin. Um, oh, I love that. It's <laughs> it's like two. I can't pick on these favorite. It's movie. tough. It's very tough. I'm not. I, tough. I can't do it. I um. I like maybe like maybe Thor. Like I like Thor just fine. They hadn't found their feet yet. Maybe Thor. Uh, Incredible Hulk. Maybe I don't know. Like they all have their moments. And when you watch them with the timeline and the and the setting each other up for stuff, yeah, it's, in it's mind, nice to see what they do. It does change some of those movies. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people didn't like Cap One, but yeah, oh no, yeah, absolutely. Well, I I have yet to see a movie where watching it by the minute didn't make it better, give me a more nuanced feeling about it. I won't want to say made me like it more, hmm. um, okay. but but I think that like gave me a more less of a sort of like 
I see more stuff that's going. Yeah, on. exactly. It's the nature of the beast, right? You're you're really focusing on all the details, and so yeah, you get a chance to well, you're for better for worse, right? For better or worse. <laughs> well, yeah. let's talk about the the details yeah. in this minute. So we have this moment here, uh, Loki and and Frigga, where he is is. I mean, this is basically, I think, what he had been building all of this to. Once he kind of put his plan in place, he's like, I'm going to kill. I'm going to bring Laufey in. I'm going to kill him, and I'm going to be my father's pride and joy. He says to his mom, they will pay for what they've done today. Everything seem, seems all well and good, right? Uh, yep, then that's it. So this has it. been... Uh, uh, wrong <laughs> minute 95, that's it. Uh, no, we have Thor who comes back and he calls to his brother. This is that moment Loki was you know, kind of hoping never would happen. He'd sent the Destroyer to kill him. Frigga, of course, is thrilled. But that look on Hiddleston's face, or I should say Loki's face, I mean, that really says it all right here, right? Mm-hmm. I want to hug Renee Russo. Is that weird? Is it weird for me to say that? Like, I, Probably not. She feels very motherly to me. It, it looked like a really nice... Warm hug. Do, do they do enough with her in this film? Because, I mean, I feel like we really... Like, by the time we get to Endgame and we have like that a real great, beautiful conclusion with the story between Thor and his mother... Um, I, I feel like that's where we really get kind of the development of that story. And I feel like, yeah, was there enough of it in this film, do you think? They hadn't learned how to write women uh, yet. Or her period, that um, character, yeah. I don't know when they did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, they've, they've gotten but, better at it for sure. Like, yeah. it's a thing of, yeah, it's sure. not perfect yet, but I mean, characters like Gamora and, uh, uh, I this is so embarrassing that I just immediately blanked Nebula. on the next name I was going to say. Well, yeah, Nebula. Well, Nebula as well. Nebula. Nebula. No, um, but I was also thinking of, um, oh, God, uh, it's going to come back to me in a second. I had a very specific, like, example, like a, a scene as well. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking all of a sudden. But, uh, yeah, like, they kind of hadn't really figured it out just yet. But um, in the second movie, they get into it more. Um, not a lot. But, like, I really would like, the same way they gave us an endgame, kind of a conclusion to like Thor and uh you know Frigga like I would love to see now that Loki is kind of like back in action um and like in a in a totally different way with a new mindset because of Loki having a way for him to have a scene and moment like that even if it does cause like a branching timeline that he could just you know I don't know just step back out of but it would be nice to see him actually have a coming to truth with his mother because like that was the one person in the family that understood him yeah do they have another moment in the franchise i'm trying to think if there's ever another moment between loki and his mom after this well so yeah in in the second movie and it's mostly because not so much of like physically together but there is a moment where he messes up essentially and realizes that he has uh, caused her demise and like that hits him very hard and he struggles with that in future films and properties and like that's why i think it would be nice for him to have some sort of conclusion there because he doesn't know at the time that he's you know sealing her fate and so like that was one of those things where he was doing the thing where he thinks only about himself but there are other people that he actually cares about um but because he was putting himself first he you know, in, in inadvertently put basically the the person he probably cared about most other than Thor, even if he doesn't want to admit it, um, 
in danger. And yeah, and that that certainly has an effect on him. Like when he watches it back during Loki too, like you could see how much that hurts him, you know, when he sees that moment and like what happens. Yeah, it's it's a powerful thing to kind of have that uh, play out. And I, I, I enjoy the relationship. This is one of those minutes where I really want to know what happens <laughs> after Thor is blasted through the wall. I, we're going to get to all the stuff in between, but <laughs> Thor yeah, yeah. is blasted through the wall. Next time we see Loki, he's on a horse riding across the bridge. What does Frigga say? Like, as he's, does he just kind of like run out of the room real quick or does he uh, magically disapparate oh, out of the gotta. room so she, he, so he doesn't have to deal with her? Like, I just feel like there's got to be a moment right there between those two characters. Even though I, I don't think it's to necessarily escape her. I think it's definitely to escape Thor. Yeah. Because that is definitely like, I got a cheap shot in on my brother. Yeah. And that is, that is my only advantage. It's not going to work a second time. So I've got to, book it to this doorway if i have any chance of beating him <laughs> plus that was when it was revealed that as kids they accidentally bust down that wall and and then uh mortared it up themselves <laughs> they didn't do a very good job now that secret's so gone frig is gonna be so mad so there he... was a hole in the wall already but it was hidden behind an odin poster <laughs> yeah exactly um, exactly yeah. <laughs> um i think loki on the horse riding down the bifrost to the ladyhawk soundtrack is gorgeous it's like that synthesizer I, I was like this is a an excellent 80s fantasy sci-fi movie and mm-hmm. well done like i'm I, like we were talking before about like walking down flying across whatever i was like all of that pales in comparison to the beauty of him riding his horse down the bifrost to like that cool both futuristic and pastoristic time uh soundtrack I lost words there for a sec, but yeah. There's there's a, a nice element. I mean, we, we've got a, a lot of nice shots of them running across the, the Rainbow Bridge. In this film, later films, I mean, it, it becomes something that they use. It's just, it's nice to see them doing that. I think it's very cool. I, I and I know we're, we're jumping ahead, but I, I will say that I was very disappointed to see that he's on a four-legged horse. He did. He chose not to ride Sleepnir. And I don't know if that's something that he can choose as king, or if it's like horses and people where it's not the king's horse. That is very specifically just Odin's horse. And nobody rides Sleepnir except for Odin. Right. I don't know, but... Mm-hmm. I think that's how it is in the comics. I believe I've read that. That is how I it just, is. Wouldn't it have been cool, though, to see him um, charging down the bridge on an eight-legged horse? Maybe it's horse. like a convertible. Maybe you put the the, the sixth uh, or the, the other set of legs down. <laughs> when you need to go into turbo mode? Yeah, 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 exactly. You hit the it's big like red the button and... Yeah. yeah. The extra More set of legs horsepower. down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, that was very good. So let's jump back uh, real quick. So so we've got this moment, the confrontation between the two brothers. I don't want to skip over this because I think it's a great, great scene here. Uh, the, just First of all, just the construction of this whole thing, the way that they put the two brothers on opposite sides of their father lying in his golden o- Odin jelly, uh, that we'll call it, uh, right between them. <laughs> yeah. And we keep cutting from shot to shot, from side to side. And we have brother with Odin in the for- low foreground of each side. And it's just like, what a way to construct the the scene in this conflict between the, the, the brothers and their, their father. Um, but what, what do you think of this whole confrontation in general? I can't take my eyes off, um, uh, 
Frigga hugging Thor and <laughs> Thor giving the uh, she, uh, hands off, she's mine prom date stare at Loki. Like, he's not even hugging her back that much. And she's like, oh, I missed you. And he's like, oh, I'm going to kill you, hug, I guess. <laughs> it's really funny that you think that, uh, sorry, not think, sorry. Uh, it's really funny to me that you, like, viewed that, sorry. That made it sound like I was getting super confrontational. <laughs> it's funny yeah. you think that. It's funny that, like, you saw, like, like that we, we uh, viewed that portrayal differently, right? Because you saw that yeah. as, like, back off, she's mine, right? I view that as, like, my mom is hugging me and, like, I'm not so like I'm not too big of a man in quotes like that I can't hug my own mother, but I am still mad at you. So it's like right. yes, hu- okay. like oh I mother hell yes, but I'm, I'm gonna. it's like you know if you're like hugging like if they were hugging over the shoulder he would just be going yeah that's like right. over <laughs> her shoulder like, oh mom you know so good to see you yeah exactly that's that's totally right. Does Thor always have such black eyes in, or is it just this movie? It, well, no, it's really funny that you say that because his, uh, well, they bleached his eyebrows. They bleached his hair. Like, it just looks awful. His wig is terrible. Um, but it's it bad. was only, I think, last week, in last week's minutes, maybe a few weeks ago, where suddenly his eyes started looking black. And and we we, we noted it. And we're yeah. like, did his eyes just change? Why are they all of a sudden seeming like his just solid black? It's very strange. And I don't know mm-hmm. what the change was or why, but it does seem like they put him in just like solid black... <laughs> contacts or something very weird i'm so glad you said that i was i noticed it when he was talking to colson in minute 91 but i i i was afraid you're you were gonna be like it's been that way the whole yeah, time hello yeah no. james uh, for nine <laughs> movies <laughs> but it's 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 weird because like when he's in the coronation scene they are decidedly not yeah yeah very 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 blue yeah so it's uh time on earth <laughs> i do appreciate that what if fixed the bad thor look because and they like they were very specific about it too. Like they had posted, I think it was AC Bradley who had said something about it, but about being like we made sure that his eyebrows were dark uh, <laughs> with the blonde hair in What If? Because like looking back at that first movie, it was a poor choice. Uh, it's just because like it completely blends in with his skin and it just it makes him look like Matt Smith's Doctor from Doctor Who, where just like no eyebrows. It's like really bizarre. Um. Yeah. Anyway, that's a really random poll for a show that I haven't no, watched yeah. in God ten years. Um. <laughs> at this point, but um. Yeah. It's it's a very weird look. Uh. But I really do love the fact that Odin is always the thing that separates them. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it's not just Odin. It's what Odin stands for. Really. It's like the the throne, the the head of or the family. The what? Or lies down for. As the yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. What he sleeps for. So here's a question as, as it relates to kind of all the stuff. So we have uh, Thor and, and, and Loki. Thor's kind of pushing Loki with the truth. Uh, Loki's hitting back with falsities about how the Destroyer, oh, it must have been fulfilling Father's last command. Is, is I mean, I, I assume at this point he's very specifically just doing all this purely for Frigga. He's just trying to say, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. save face, really. Even though there's really no way, there's no way that's convincing well. It's not convincing Thor, Thor yeah. but yeah, I, I or yeah, I can't imagine, it, especially what he's about to do a few seconds later when he blasts his brother through the wall. Right, mom, what's that? Yeah, 
Right. Yeah. Thor broke the wall, Mom. Did you see? <laughs> he broke the wall. He just burned. He's like, screw this, buddies. I'm going out. Thor's here. supposed to be banished and he's back, Mom. So surely you should go ground him. Anyway, I'm going to go, you know, <laughs> blow up a planet. Goodbye. Genocide. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, like, so if Thor is supposed to be banished and he's not supposed to be back and, and Odin had banished him, if, if Loki says, oh, well, the destroyer must have been fulfilling Father's last command, I'm going to take you out like Dad would want us to. And he blasts Thor, just presumably zoom he he hits thor with the blast and thor Allegedly, falls through yeah. through the wall and dies just say say that happened would frigga then go oh wow i guess you were doing what your father what dad had commanded <laughs> nice shot yeah like, uh, I, I think that she like uh, i think she definitely would be like it doesn't matter if he wasn't supposed to be here you shouldn't you should not have killed your brother <laughs> she's definitely very of the law have we learned I mean, yet? She's, she's very much like yeah sure there's rules and stuff like that but like this is family I love both of you, my two sons, my two princes. Um, if you want to be family, nope, nope, <laughs> no. Okay, I can't make that joke again. <laughs> they're gonna no, they're gonna sue us. I'm I'm, I'm getting a call here. You got to use two uh, uh, yes. friggin' Hello? jokes. Spin doctors, yes. Okay, uh, so I, I feel like I can get this. It's the spin doctors. Uh, you say you want to make a new song? Well, listen to this. Um, sorry, the little yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> No, I, I think that she would probably be upset that he, like, if if the what-if situation here is Thor dies, she'd be like, well, okay, no, you're, no, 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 no. So, so really, I mean, Loki is only doing this just to maybe buy some time and hopefully can, you know, at least, because, I mean, I don't think he's going to be in a situation where where he's going to win and, 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 and Frigga's going to say, oh, okay, you were right all the time. Like, yeah. So really, it's just buying time just to... It's yeah. time to formulate a plan. When Thor shows up, he's no longer trying to impress Frigga. He, he, I think that he's saying things that are sort of like the way you're... What you're saying sort of sounds like you're trying to, to hedge your, your losses here, but how you're saying it is, uh, is angry. And so probably, I'm going to guess you're angry because he's like... He's in his foil again moment. Like, I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you pesky thunder gods. Um, <laughs> and the little warriors of three, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Volstagg's like, that's right. Yay, us. <laughs> On the um, wind. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that he's no longer trying to fool. This is why I was so confused, because he drops the act because Thor's here and his plans are ruined. Yeah, right. So... We forget, and so does Loki, that Frigga's even in the room, because she may as well not be, because now it's it's blasting time. <laughs> yeah, that was his that was his catchphrase before they they cut that. Right. It was you know, if you consult the original script, it's uh, it's in there. Right. Loki said it's blasting time. It's because it was too similar to the things line of its clobbering time. They were planning Fantastic Four even then. Yeah, <laughs> they they had a fight about it, and it, it didn't go well for Loki. Yeah. For Just sure. real quick, that Spin Doctor's album, uh, hilariously, I had forgotten until I remembered, is called Pocket Full of Kryptonite, so wrong franchise. That's why we can't sing Spin Doctors. Oh, see, that's why. <laughs> yeah, wrong franchise. That's right. Yeah, gotcha. Got it, got it. Um, it's also interesting, though, that like they have this whole fight, right, the two of them, um, or like argument, the, this back and forth, and then he blasts him. And uh, my kind of question about this whole, like, where he goes next is I... Oh, I know that he says to his mother, Loki does, right, that they will pay for this, you know, this 
you know, this action or what I forgot what he says, this act of war, whatever the wording is. Um, but I almost like, I can't tell if always the plan was to, after he betrays Laufey, was to go blow up their planet because it almost feels like he's like, okay, I'm not going to win this whole thing. So at this point, I'm just going to try and take out as much stuff as I can because I'm a, I'm a toddler throwing a tantrum. And it's also very interesting because it's kind of the exact thing that he tried to get Thor to do to get Thor in trouble. Like, he was like, I'm going to purposely let Thor go into Jotunheim and just wreck shop because it's going to get him in trouble. And like, at first, it's like, that's, you know, but it's like, I don't want that, but I want Thor to do that. And now in the end, he turns around and is like, ha ha, I'll show him I'm going to blow up a planet. You know, so it's interesting. Uh, well, I think it, it, it does become intentional because he finds out that he is a Jotun and that he's Laufey's mm. son who had abandoned him. And I think it's all in that line when he says, you know, is the son of Odin who kills you? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because, yeah, at the beginning, it's like, okay, so there's a, there's a battle between the Jotuns. Dad's telling us about this story and all this stuff. There are you know, our sworn enemy, but everything's kind of at peace for a while. Um, and, and yeah, every, everything's fragile and everything with, with the you know, Thor going down and nearly starting a war. I don't think that Loki's intentions at that point were to continue to kind of get this war going. But I think that he's, once he finds out that he's a Jotun, it really turns into this thing to say, I'm going to stick it to you because uh, you abandoned me. I am Odin's son. I am going to, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, conveniently, he had frost giants come in at Thor's coronation. So it looks like Jotun is trying to invade, right? Th- there's that moment. There's this moment where, you know, everything's iced up. And here's King Laufey about to stab the king. Uh, and and Loki killed him. And now it's like, hey, I've got every all the evidence I need to destroy this planet. And for him, I think it's saying, you know what? Good riddance to that crappy planet. You guys abandoned me, and uh, to now hell I with abandon you, you yeah. from life. <laughs> right. Well, if he if he gets rid of Laufey and Jotunheim, then he's what's a Jotun? No one's there's not that anymore. True. I guess I'm I guess I'm I'm Asgardian. He has yeah. to be Asgardian on that point. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, I only have one dad. I only have one home planet. But realm. silly Loki, they don't call it home planet. Asgard is not a place. It's a people. Asgard is a feeling. So is Jotun a people? Is so is he still? So he'll still. Oh no, Jotun is definitely a place. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, like I feel like again, it's that mentality thing. You know, Asgard has a little bit of that like love feely kind of situation. Jotun, there is no there's no, there's there's no, no love, love there. Is, right. there's no love there. I'm yeah, in a, Asgard state of mind. They, uh, mm-hmm. Billy Joel once wrote. There you go. I think that was his original. Yeah. original lyrics. Infamously, actually, an Asgardian who's down here. Yeah sued he like he was sued to near poverty and so he had to build back so up. all right so loki he blasts thor with gungnir uh the force throws him through the wall we've already talked about that is this it's a brick wall it's it, it's it, a i just I, realized <laughs> i think it's it's a seriously uh I, I don't know it's it's some asgardian uh concrete or something it's it's strong stuff but thor goes flying out and plummets to presumably the ground. We he kind of disappears in a cloud. Is I mean, can Thor not take a hit like that? Is or is it just that he's been mortal for so long and is still a little weak? Any thoughts on that? I think it's that room. I think it's the same reason that Frigga didn't use her magic. No, oh. I think there's some something sort of weakening. Uh, what's it? What, what am I? Uh, 
we all lose our powers. Odin is sucking all the power from everybody in because he needs it for to, himself. To repower. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's some sort of movie or, or TV show where it's like, in here, we don't ha- and no one has any power. Superman 2. Well, I mean, in also in... Um, in the TVA, like magic has, there's no, you can't use magic whatsoever. Right, right, right. So there's also that. That, that may be more likely and more yeah. recently seen. Yeah. Um, but but the other thing from- to take into consideration here, though, is that, like, that is most definitely Odin's weapon, and it is very strong. Mm-hmm. It is also magic. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's the thing with, like, Thor is, like, I mean, yeah, he can certainly take a hit, because, like, obviously he, you know, comes back and he fights, but I think that, like, Something like that, especially if you're not quite prepared for it. Like, he knows he's going to get into a fight there. But I feel like if you don't get the quick draw there, like, that's going to set you back. I feel like there's no way around. Like, Thor is certainly still not fully come into his power. And so for Loki to essentially kind of just cheat and use, you know, oh, I get to use daddy's weapon. You know, like, he's like, you know, like playing dress up, right? He's playing the part and he's blasting his brother through a wall and probably also a little bit of that thing of like haha this is what it feels like you know every time when we were kids and you would just you know wallop the you know the hell out of me like and now i get to return the favor you know <laughs> like you know take that brother there's a, a mitch hedberg joke where he says uh, i played golf and uh i never was very good but i did hit a guy once and you're supposed to yell four if it's coming near near to hitting someone. But I, I was too busy saying to myself, there's no way that's going to hit him. And I think Thor was sitting there being like, there's <laughs> no way he's going to blast me with that thing right in front of my... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. like he didn't yeah. have time to... <laughs> right. Cause, uh, yeah, because I mean... I, I don't know. We just saw him fighting the uh, the uh, the fire blasts from the Destroyer. Uh, if he had time and, and like, you know, brought his hammer up to spin it, would that have deflected the blast or something, you know? Probably. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's the other thing is like really Thor's Thor's powerful, but a lot of his attacks are really slow. Like they take a second to like really amp up, you know, like I mean, it's throughout, throughout most of the films, you know, it's not usually just like point blast, you know, lightning. A lot of the times it's like reach up, pull it down from the sky and blast down. You know, like it takes, it takes them a second to concentrate and pull that, you know, from midair, essentially. Yeah, and right, I mean, right. it's really not until like his third film where he starts getting stronger and actually pays more attention to like his ability rather than using the crutch of a weapon. It's a reverse. It's a reverse Samson thing. Yeah, a oh. little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially because he gets his haircut. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that does work. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I think that that's uh, that's what it comes down to. Like, I, I don't think that. You know, also, sorry, I just realized you also brought up the point about the um, the Destroyer also, have you know, having fought that thing. That thing also probably most certainly did some damage. I mean, like, you know, not like, I don't think it came close to killing him necessarily. I think, I, I don't know, I, I could be wrong on that. I really don't know how to, there's no, you know, health, there's no like health bar over his head showing us like, you know, how much HP he has left throughout the movie. <laughs> right. But like, he also doesn't really get to rest between these two things. So shortly like that. The aggressive hit, kissing, yeah, right. Like it's like three battles. Takes, all yeah. Back to back I mean, to back. that, that only restores like one die, <laughs> one, one D8 of hit points, you know? 
Um, I'm just going to keep doubling down on, you know, D&D stuff in this show. I always like to think that, um, you know, there, there's time to sleep when they're in the Bifrost traveling back. But, I mean, uh, it, it, perhaps there's a lot of focus that they have to have in while they're traveling in that. Probably, because, like, what happens if you roll over? Like, do you end up in, you know, Sakaar again? You're like, oh, right. gosh, I need to learn to, like, not, like, move so much in my sleep. I'm a tosser and turner. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They That's need seatbelts for the Bifrost, Don't I think is what we're getting to. <laughs> the, Bi- the Odin Bifrost sleep belts, right? Seatbelts. Pull right. off the Bifrost and then take a, like a, you know, like a 20 minute nap and then pull back on to the Bifrost. Are there like truck specific. stops on the Bifrost? Yeah. Like, can you go to like a Sheets and like get I would a watch that snack? show all day long. <laughs> That's just a, like Bifrost a truck stop that, on. It's yeah. like the restaurant at the end of the universe. Now we're, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. It's just watching all the different people coming in from the Bifrost and like there's like a diner. Like, what'll yeah. it be? Yeah. Eggs. Okay, whatever. You know. It's the same. <laughs> oh, I love that. Very good. So Loki, he's... Oh, Loki, he's thanks blasted you for that. He is brother. very happy that you did he's that. He's blasted his brother <laughs> through the wall. Uh, somehow he skirted his mom on his way out. He's hopped on the horse, and he's down at the uh, the observatory. Here he, you know, does what his dad did earlier. He uses Gungnir instead of Hofund, uh, Heimdall's sword, to uh, he sticks it into the keyhole to get the observatory going. Uh, again, I I really don't understand how this works. Like there's they just they just stick the thing in and it it hits exactly what they were thinking. Is it a mental connection with these things? Like uh, and why is it hitting the town in Jotunheim now instead of hitting Bifrost Junction where everybody it was always the edge of the cliff until this moment. I like to think that that um it's like when, you know, if you have, I've, t- I've heard tell of this, I don't actually have it, but like if I put my key in a car, it adjusts the seat and stuff to my specifications. And then my wife. So if he's, presets. If, yeah, exactly. So if he's riding along with, with his thing and, and then he, he's like, all right, going to go to Jotunheim. He's thinking real Jotunheim thoughts. It's sort of like Peter Pan plus modern car technology. You just <laughs> put it in and he's thinking Jotunheim thoughts and then it just like shoots him like a cannon i guess like a like a like a loki laser um it's the loki laser i like it yeah i i think it's also a little bit of the inconsistency part of the bifrost like we were talking about in another episode um i think that like we we later on kind of get into a point where the bifrost can drop you where you need to be it can pick you up where you are um as opposed to having to go to an exact coordinate on the planet it was always I've always found that really weird that they could only go to one spot in this movie. And part of that also might be sets. Part of it's just convenience to like not have them say like goodbye and kiss in front of Agent Coulson because like that would be weird, right? Like if you're just <laughs> I like mean... He did. They said did say goodbye and kiss in front of four other people. So yeah, but like, like that's his friends. You know what I mean? Like it's not her I think, friends. Yeah. Well, Eric, well, and, and, Eric and, and Darcy friends, were I mean, there. Eric and Darcy. Yeah, were that's there. true. Okay. They were all watching. All right. They're so both there people. with people that they're intimate with. You know what I mean? Like they would understand. It's like you know it, when you're you know younger and like maybe you kiss someone on their doorstep when they go in like in to see their family, right? And maybe mm, the family is like, oh yeah, you know, we've all been there, right? In like in high school or whatever. Um after going to the movies and, you know, eating at like, I don't know, Champs or Unos or something. Um, I'm just spitballing about Columbia, Maryland, I guess. Um, but like, then, you know, you drop them off at the door and you're like, okay, your dad's looking through the uh, the blinds there. So I probably shouldn't. And it's like, like, I, this is so uncomfortable. Okay. But yeah, sure. 
Yeah. And this is why I dated to do, waited to do most of my dating in college because all of that's gone. Sure. Unless unless you have a, a roommate situation. Then, yeah. then it's all no, your yeah. Ro- yeah, roommates yeah. who are, yeah. are Ugh, then maybe that's worse. cheering you yeah, on. Yeah, that's probably probably is. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's like I, I think it's just a little bit of storytelling stuff to like have a reason also to like use certain sceneries and stuff like that and what what have you. Um it is a little weird that it's then like not at the same junction, but the thing is, that I do think it's also a little bit like if you've ever worked in like a giant uh, building that is um, that uses different sets of keys for things. Um, I, I mean, I feel like a good example of this would be like a school, actually, is that okay. usually you have a key that only opens like a couple types of doors. Uh, but then there's like a master key that can open all of them. Um, and I think it's like that sort of situation where it's like. Heimdall probably also can do, like, they probably have two sets of the same master key. There's probably more than one weapon that can be put in, but I bet that, like, these two are basically, like, the sentry and the leader of Asgard are, like, the only two people who can go wherever they want. Um, right, right, right. Because that's the only two people to make sense, I think. I like to think that Heimdall told everyone that he could only, like, fire the the Bifrost gun at certain points just it's so just they wouldn't be him. like yeah he's like you know it has to be on the squiggles you can't go those squiggles are there for a reason and he's like i could send them anywhere but i'm not going to tell them that because then they'd be they'd be coming and they'd be like hey heimdall i want to go to mcdonald's and I'm again like, no. he can hear a cricket <laughs> fart in Fartelheim. You know, it's, 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 i meant to say Spartelheim. Fartelheim. 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 it's the niffleheim cricket oh niffleheim yeah sorry that was embarrassing um yeah but sniffleheim <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got good. him um yeah, no, but like, I, yeah, I'm sure he could, but it's, again, I think it's like a weird um, MacGuffin in a way mm. that they then didn't really stick to, but. Or like a, like an, uh, like a random obstacle, like yeah. an arbitrary obstacle. It, it, it very much is because, I mean, if, if they've had this all along, like when Odin was battling Jotunheim in the past, couldn't he have just said, you know what, just, you know, put the Bifrost, point it down to Jotunheim, let's just get rid of them. And not worried about it. Like, why would they have to go to war if they have this tool? Like, it's it's one of these things that ends up being a little frustrating the way that they end up deciding to use it. Yeah, yeah, it is one of those things. It's it is what it is. It's it's here. Um, they're also the people in power because they're the only ones that can like actually use this. Like, all other uh, nine realms are like, "Hi, can we also?" And they're like, "No." Yeah, no, I no, mean, no, 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 exactly. This is Literal gatekeeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's unbelievably true. Very true. Very true. Uh, well, I, I don't think I have anything else for this minute. Uh, do either of you have any last little thoughts or about this or the whole week? I mean, it's been a, it's been quite a week. What a ride! Yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a great ride. That sometimes we have to spin it a few times to get going, and sometimes it's just one upper motion to ride. No, it, yeah, no, it's been a great ride. Um, <laughs> I, that, I don't want that to come across as I was saying some were bad, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to stop that line of thought. No, I think it's great. And um, my first celebrity crush was Natalie Portman. So like this movie, okay. definitely, okay. especially why I was like, either way, I mean, I feel like I'd be winning, you know, okay. it's um, like the opposite of Alien versus Predator. Yeah. It's like ooh, Alien <laughs> and either way, we, either way, we all win. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I she's she was great in this movie. It's a shame that two went very like wide swinging from that. Um, I enjoy Chris Hemsworth a lot as Thor. I think that the writing can be a little clunky at times in one and two, but I feel like Chris just does a really good job of like really selling it. And I 
also appreciate that. Not saying that Tom Hiddleston was bad in this movie, but I really, truly appreciate that, like, Tom Hiddleston gets better every yep. single time he steps Absolutely. into it. And part of that's character development. But I mean, like, sure. I just feel like it really shows how dedicated to the craft and like the the MCU. And like he has he's like part of the MCU Bible. He like knows everything, you know, like he's he's clearly he's clearly like invested full stop. And I think it's very cool. Um, so the most trustworthy Tom H in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Until not, Tom to Hanks. not give away spoil, spoilers. Oh, right. Uh, Tom true. Hanks yeah. would be, of course. Tom Hanks would be great. Oh, Tom Hanks. There's oh, always man. room. Um, I, always, always room. Also, Anna Kendrick, I, where's my squirrel girl? Um, <laughs> uh, I have been thinking that uh, this is really a battle between Hammer Time and Ice Ice Baby for about oh, 25, 30 God. minutes. <laughs> Um, so end the show before he he's going to go on a whole thing. He's going to go on a whole thing. We got to stop it. This is really a novelty early '90s rap allegory, and I think we can all agree on that. This is the I'm sure I'm sure Shakespearean Asgard. Uh, Kenneth yeah. Branagh fully intended right. that. He exactly. said Shakespeare. Exactly. You know what? That's not why I'm in for this one. It's really the right. the '90s rap battles that I want to. Yeah, they, he mm-hmm. got free parachute pants, and everyone was like, "That's a little suspect." And he was like, "What? I like them. I wear them all the time." He was like, "I didn't even take a check paycheck for this. I just said, just give me the pants." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, you two. Well, it has been so great having you on all week. Thanks so much. Um, Remind everybody one last time. uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Remind everyone one last time where they can uh, find you and listen to your own podcast. Absolutely. One of the easiest ways to find us is to go to twitter.com slash timeline scav at timeline scav if you want to get hip with it. Um, You can also find that same at on Instagram. Um, where we do post the same photo that we post on Twitter for like the show, um, like episode updates. Uh, but also we frequently do a little segment that we're, eh, jury's still out on the name, but we're, you know, currently calling it Break Room, uh, where one of the many things that we've read recently in Marvel Comics, we'll put up a panel, maybe part of a page, something along those lines, and just share something, especially if it's relevant to something that we've recently watched whether in the show or just personally. Um, so we get some really kind of cool stuff there going between comics and, you know, uh, cinema or, or TV as well. Is TV cinema? Absolutely. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> no. And then uh, also scavengersnetwork.com to listen to the show uh, or at scavengersnet to just sort of follow all the different things that we do. James is at Unabashed James. And Colin's at Colin M. Parker, C-O-L-I-N-M-P-A-R-K-E-R. Thank you. It's just that people sometimes misspell Colin. That's the only reason why I do it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you would be amazed how many people do it with two L's. That's not for this podcast. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for for having us. It's it's fantastic to be here. Um, Timeline Scavengers at the time of recording is going through 1931 and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just in time for the uh, trending hashtag save Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So now's a good time to jump on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to look forward to talking to you guys uh, as mm-hmm. of, unless there's a big, huge... Something in the uh, early 40s, we'll be talking to you guys in uh, for episodes that are going to come out in late August. So Excellent. I'm looking forward to that very, very much. I am too. It should be a lot of fun. Well, everybody, uh, thank uh, thank all of you for tuning in to the show. Uh, we definitely appreciate all the support uh, that we get from our listeners uh, in the Discord community and just you know knowing that people uh, do love tuning in and, and hearing us dig deep on these movies. Absolutely. So, um, all right, everybody. Well, thank you so much. As Matthew always says, have a good day. And as I always say, 
Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is One Last Ride by Martin Puringer. Find the show at truestory.fm. And if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing that for this show. Thank you.